When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. everyone and welcome back to star fellows your favorite DD podcast in a galaxy far far away i am your dungeon master rob and with me as always are my friends hannah what up lily sam and brennan i'm still mad about rosie and we're all still mad about rosie um where we last left off one of the big bads of the campaign was killed by three blaster shots to the backside by one rom of iron with the assist going to l for fucking his shit up with the lightsaber and the hockey assist to akala even though she did get down in that past fight um to recap the episode fully our party entered the garage part of the solar swirl where they discovered that Rosie was dead and in response began uh, to chase the red maw that is Sue, Kazak, Oko, Valneem, and one mysterious unnamed drone from the gang The Hive. They made hot pursuit across the 300-foot-long garage, uh, making progress all the way on trying to stop them from escaping and they were partially successful in killing Kazak, but Sue, Oko, and the drone got away with the orb of the One Mind, which had been taken from Rosie's chest cavity. At the end of the episode, the party sat and reflected, licked their wounds, and were interrupted by three Jedi coming down the elevator. Um, and we didn't mention it as well, but uh, I'm going to say that that, that Digo also uh came down the elevator with the Jedi. He's in the back. He's hello, I'm here too. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the three Jedi, of course, are Master Ugle, Akala's Jedi Master, uh, Jedi Knight, uh, Maxi Mule from the uh, Investigators Department, and a third Jedi that was introduced just recently, although Akala and El know him well. This is Master Kobe Cornelius, El's former Jedi Master of the Sentinel Order. Now we begin with this awkward confrontation. Um, Master Ugle, Maxi, and Cornelius uh, come down the elevator, take stock of the carnage, realize that there's no active threat, and they deactivate their light weapons. They all make a force-empowered jump towards you all who are now at the other end of the garage having just ran the whole way and uh they start approaching you guys uh slowly on foot um you hear master ugle say well this is complicated uh 
game plan. I deal with the healing, Maxi, you get investigating and gathering evidence, and Colby, you need to talk to the kids. 10-4, over and out. Um, you see Kobe, uh, Cornelius nod, um, and they start walking in your direction. Um, as they get closer, Ugle goes over to you. Akala looks at your chest and says, you have gotten yourself very deep. Um, and he lays a hand on you and starts doing some first aid to try to close your wounds. Yeah, I would say so. Maybe it's time to uh, come back and regroup, uh, get some help. Maybe. Yeah, I think we need it. Duh. Okay. Uh, we'll get you patched up. Um, Maxi is going to start like rummaging around and like starting to take pictures, gather data on the fallen bodies, androids, and uh, is going to uh, go up to Rama and say, Oh, Mr. Viron, uh, good to see you. Not in handcuffs. Would you please come with me? We need to uh, take a look at Rosie's body, I believe. Um, that's her on the floor, yeah? Uh, yep, that's her. Um, he uh, notices uh, the, the rose imprint on your armor and says, uh, Right, uh, so sorry about that. Uh, we got the distress call a bit late. Uh, I'm glad that you guys were not uh, felt with her. And he starts moving you over to Rosie's body, um, which just leaves Master Cornelius um, and L standing uh, in the center of this garage. Uh, your master has always been uh, kind of like, you and him are cut from the same cloth in that you're both uh, tall and and broad of shouldered, um, have always been like gifted athletes. um, And he like matches your height. Like you like grew to match him um, in his his height. So like you guys like can look like eye to eye at all times. And uh, you both have similar weapons. um, And he comes up and like comes within uh, I'm going to say, like, he's he's going to get within, like, he's going to stop, like, 30 feet away from you, give you some space. Um, he pulls off, like, his mask that Sentinels wear to conceal their identity, and uh, you see a very, like, sad-looking, um, uh, like, dark-skinned human man uh, whose eyes look watery and red, um, as if he's, you know, like, gone through heartbreak. Uh, you see that there are... Uh, like there's a scar across the bridge of his nose that is like pretty jagged, um, and you notice like like his tattoos um, are where they always have been around the crown of his head, um, but you know like you, you can see like other symbols have been added um, around like his whole cranium um, since you've last seen him. Um, he looks at you uh, though he's crying, he's holding like a neutral expression, and he says, "Well." Let's have it out then. Uh, and he turns on his lightsaber. Els, uh, there's probably like tears gathering up um, at like in their eyes, a lot like streaming down, but like uh, that and Els uh, gonna turn his on too. You both turn on your uh, light staffs. Uh, yours is this of course like glowing, like, uh, like LED, like white light. Um, and his is this like dark, uh, like royal blue color. Um, and you both have like very similarly styled double-sided lightsabers. Um, and he sort of like twirls his around, kind of just like testing it in his hand um, and like takes a stance that you very know very well as uh, the Xi'an form that you are very familiar with and use yourself. Um, this is not gonna be like an initiative like battle thing. Like this is a narrative thing. So like all the roles here are gonna be just like more narrative, not super combat related. So just yeah. keep that in mind. Great. Um, and he says in this moment, we always uh, were pretty bad at talking things out. Uh, let's just see what you remember, huh? Um, and he uh, starts like taking some lighthearted uh, like dueling attacks like at you like easily blockable kind of just like horrible uh like exchange just like the like the basic fundamental sort of things yeah yeah in fact like he starts like counting out the like steps and strikes of the Xi'an form as you guys exchange blows um in a very reminiscent in a way very reminiscent of your jedi training Mm -hmm. um yeah do you say anything while this is happening 
I no, I don't I don't know really what to say, so I'm just gonna just kind of make some meaningful eye contact. <laughs> like I, a as yeah. you guys fight, okay. Um Cool. So uh we're gonna roll some oppose rolls uh real quick. Yeah, uh and we're just gonna do like uh opposed uh dexterity uh checks. So I'm just gonna Yo. roll roll for him. <laughs> <laughs> you sure they can't be strength? <laughs> Uh, so he rolled a twenty-one. Yeah, Dex is a five. Okay. Um, so this I have is, a plus one to Dex. So this is what happens. So like, as you guys are dueling, um, he gets you into the rhythm of the Xi'an form, um, and then like, at like mid count, he like does something completely different and like pins one of your lightsaber blades like across your body, like onto the ground, so that you are like shoulder to shoulder with him, and he looks you in the eyes and he says, "What happened on Rodia?" I, I, I don't remember most of it. Then he like unpins your lightsaber and says, "What do you do? Like, what do you remember?" I remember investigating. I remember fighting, and then I fell. And it's kind of a blur after that. And then I was on my way here. He's going to take a step back and turn off his lightsaber, essentially. How long have you been back on Coruscant? A while. You said you don't remember most of it? No. I guess we can we can fill in those gaps later. I, uh, I I've I've been here a, a long while. Did, did you stay away because I did something wrong? This is where El like starts crying. You left me. body and I came back and I was already dead and it felt like a weight was lifted and I just I figured everyone had moved on and it was better off so I just sort of stayed couldn't really get off planet easily so Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find what you were looking for? He he shakes his head um, and says, Once you fell, all we did was look. I... I tried to get them i months went by i i don't understand i he is like really like having like a kind of like a break in the smell where he like something in his brain like completely just like like unhinged itself like when you said like like you left me there he's like like you see the cracks like in his psyche like almost like intuitively through the forest you're just like he uh like pulls a chair like a set of chairs um that have been like pulled like turned over by the previous battle and he like pulls them with the force like to you guys and he like takes like a very like belabored seat and he says I I lost my status as a master because I abandoned everything to I dropped all of my duties my responsibilities I stopped training Jedi I stopped going to the temple I was on Rhodia for months trying to find you. And I... We buried you 
or the the order wanted to to bury you uh, an empty grave weeks before I was ready to even think about giving up the search. But but you've been on course the whole time. Fuck. I just I'm gonna take a seat. <laughs> fuck. Oh fuck. Oh my god. Oh fuck. What do you remember? after you felt okay we need to talk about this our assignment was to investigate the order of bendu um and specifically we picked up through our spy network and information network on rhodia that there had been somebody slinging around a lot of powerful dark side force magic and i i'm one of the more learned people in the order and i i have known about the Bendu uh, and the order of the Bendu and he kind of looks to you like is this making any sense at all he's like trying to see like do you remember this at all so wait did you did I know so I knew about the Bendu before we went to Rhodia well um, you and I hadn't talked about the Bendu but we talked about the order of okay um, the Bendu is a magical entity or not magical but like a f- an entity of the force uh, a personification of an aspect of the force that has been cultivated um with intention throughout the history of the galaxy he's like the the personification of balance and neutrality essentially and his order um among other things um acts kind of on his behalf but i the whole point is neutrality the whole point is neutrality so we were searching for the dark side user because we thought that they were trying to acquire something that the order of the bendu had been protecting we never figured out what that could have been but that's what all our intel pointed to so uh, we couldn't find you because you fell off cliffs that were as tall as mountains into deep deep jungle and search as we may, we could not make heads or tails of where to look or where to find you. How did you survive? Uh, someone, uh, I think it's pe- someone found me. Um, People, I, I don't, I don't really remember a whole lot, but. Yeah, I, w- I was there for a while, and yeah, someone found me. Um, as you're having this conversation, um, go ahead and just roll me um, a constitution check. Not a saving throw, just a check. Um, say like DC 10. <laughs> no. No, you didn't get it? No, I got a five. Um, maybe we did find one. Maybe unintentionally. Um, Rhodia, as you know, um, is a mix between dense jungle and large oceans. Most of the Rhodian population um, is most is amphibious, essentially. Um, lives near the coast. The jungles never have been properly charted. It's part of the the preservation of the planet that they leave a lot of the wilderness untouched so part of the problem with finding the order of the bendu was finding a force sensitive organization that had made their home deep into the jungle and if somebody saved you that wasn't us you must have found the order of the bendu i don't know who else could have had the resources in the middle of the jungle I mean, without right. trying to clear cut the place. I mean, uh, yeah. So, so what? What does that that mean? So, is the order of the Bendu with the Dark Force user? Is a Dark Force user threatening the order? I'm still. Well, after so okay, we were exploring the jungle, and we had been on the trail of somebody moving deeper and deeper into the jungle away from the coast after a few days we caught sight of them uh, a shadowy figure in all 
uh, like dark red, like lion maned male Cathar, um, who had been uh, stalking through the jungle. And when we caught sight of him, he produced a light weapon, um, a fucking uh, janky prototype sort of weapon. Um, that was red. Uh, and when we saw him draw his saber, you took off after him. Um, you just sprinted through the jungle um, like an acrobat. Uh, it was amazing, actually. You were very fast. I, I didn't realize that you could climb trees so well. Um, and he kind of like loses himself in a moment there. Uh, you made headway chasing him through the jungle and confronted him on an open cliffside was high on top of a mountain valley and by the time I caught up to you all I saw were the last exchange of lightsaber blows and you get cut badly uh, and fall and when I saw you fall I, I didn't I obviously didn't wish that you were dead immediately but when I didn't find you I so I did battle with the Cathar, um, and he got the best of me too. Kind of didn't kill me, but uh, he got away. So I never really did get to find out. And after that, I dropped the mission and started searching. And I guess the Cathar left the planet. Uh, maybe they found what they were looking for too. Hmm. Uh, right, Rama. Um, that's quite the conversation they're having over there. Uh, can we just um, let's let's look at Rosie's body, shall we? Um, we're gonna cut uh, over to uh, Rama and uh, Maxi. Um, uh, Rama, go ahead and roll me um, an investigation check on Rosie's body for me. Eight. Uh, you don't find. Uh, you don't even know really what you're looking at. You're just distraught that Rosie is in two pieces. Um, Frankly. Maxie, is this really the best time? Um, it's just, it's it's going to be a whole thing. Um, it's a bit give, callous, don't you think? You should just give them some space. And as he says that, he looks at you and he pulls out a, uh, a data drive from uh, a compartment on Rosie's wrist that looks like um, essentially like a, a, a smaller version of a floppy disk. It's like an SD drive, essentially. Um, and he says, bingo, this should... Uh, should be the bulk of her storage. Um, the cavity in a chest, was that, is that holding something important? <sighs> I'm guessing whatever powered her. I don't know, I don't do technology. Okay. If it doesn't um, blow stuff up, it's not really my thing. Very helpful. Um, and so uh, he's going to hand the data drive over to you and say, uh, well, she doesn't have a next of kin, per se, but... Um, she was your employer, so I suppose uh, you're entitled to whatever information is on this. And he hands to you the data drive. Um, I'm going to take it, and uh, it's uh, oddly empathetic for you. Um, I don't really think you know me well enough to know about my tendencies, but I appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, cool. So that's... We could leave that for there for a moment. Um, so, Mills, um, where is Elle right now in this conversation, like emotionally, in terms of like how he feels about the Jedi Order, about Master Cornelius, about what happened on Rodia? Like, where are we at here? Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of the like impetus for l not going back to the jedi was a you know the like the feeling of relief as um after after that and just wanting to make a decision for himself and then another part was like it was it's one of those situations where it was like i waited too long and now it's going to get worse if i do it and then the longer you wait after that, the worse it gets. And like deep down knowing that this would happen at some point, but also trying to postpone it. And like just that feeling of all of these things catching up. Um, 
I think L is kind of upset with the Jedi for what happened to Cornelius after and how they dealt with that. It doesn't seem like there's great mental health or therapeutic options here. Um, I, there's a lot of self-loathing here, um, but just general confusion and trying to sort all of this information into a thing that makes sense because there's still so many things that don't quite fit together. And then, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, understood. Um, he's going to, so, uh, master Cornelius is going to stand from his chair and say, okay. Um, wow. This has been a lot. I am happy. You're alive. God damn. I'm so happy that you're alive. Um, this is going to be a whole thing. Uh, yep. Jedi Council is going to have a lot of questions. Um, yep. I need to know, just off the top, you're not like turned dark, are you? No, no I, I don't think so. Wasn't kind of the firm yes I was looking for, but I guess we're well. Uh, how how would I? I, I don't, like. I mean, Jesus, are you like using your force to like kill people? Uh, uh I mean, like, I like killed that guy, <laughs> or I helped. <laughs> I gestured to Kazak. Uh, <laughs> he kind of like, like looks over at the dead body and is just like. I think I'm like killing the same amount of people I, I killed beforehand, and like, you know kind of only one we have to and they're like bad people i don't i don't think i'm dark side but i feel like isn't that the sort of thing that creeps up on you like how would i know it's all fair I'm, i hear you loud and clear um i didn't ask that great um i know yeah i listen i'm I, sorry I, we, by the way uh i'm sorry thank you for what it's worth, I, I don't genuinely I, I genuinely think I'm I'm not dark side. I've mostly just been doing a bunch of odd jobs trying to help people where I can. So Good. Uh, I think it's But help but helping people is the goal. Not not like world domination or enslavement or murder. Yeah, I'm still pretty pretty anti those things. Good. I would say. Yeah. One hundred percent really. Good. Good. Um uh, you look great, um, different but great. Um, yeah. Positive life choices all around. I hope. Mm, I I think so. Yeah. You kind of you got more tattoos. Yeah, I. Uh, they're they're symbolic mantras from the old Jedi Order that are supposed to ease a, a chaotic soul through a period of grief. Sorry about that. This place is a shit show. Um, and you're hurt. Yeah. Um, he, I don't know, not that bad. He comes over to you um, and hugs you, first of all, just like a like, big embrace like around the shoulders. Yeah, I hug him back. Aww, yeah. Um, and you can like feel like his tears like run down his face um, and like onto your like shoulder and someone says, oh, sorry, I'm crying on your jacket. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's like a magic jacket. I, I'm and I I'm crying on his robes too, so it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, um, definitely like a lot of like firm back pats as well in this hug. Um, just between between bros. Um, yeah, um, you guys have your moment, and he starts like tending to your wounds and like starts doing some like like healing magic to like. I I will use. say I'm literally down three hit points. <laughs> He's like, so like, yeah, I think he's like a little bit like, like impressed, but also like a little bit frustrated because like he's like, sees like Ugle like doing like a pretty intense like medicine on Akala. Honestly, like actually, you know what happens? And he's like, As- it's like, wow, you, you really took, you really aren't that 
bad, badly injured. Yeah, you kind of fucked shit up in here. Wow, okay. Um, uh, great. Can great. I actually say, as soon as he uh, comes toward me to heal me, I was like, oh, no, no worries. And I, like, I just uh, lend aid on myself to get myself back up to full, like, not even trying to do anything, but, like, I don't want to be an inconvenience where he's like, let me help you. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, so, um, like, yeah. and you're a, a full, well, you're, oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I guess not. Um, Taught okay. me well. So. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you're a full Jedi, but uh, doesn't seem like. Yeah, kind of. I think I, I think I kind of fucked that up a little bit. <sighs> yeah. Listen, they're I'm, not, I, I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not gonna be happy. The, yeah, there's a yeah. Well, the Grandmaster, I don't think, is ever really experiencing a state of unhappiness nowadays. She's kind of. She was like uh, already kind of transcended to a higher plane of a force consciousness before you left, but she's really gotten like zoned out, if you know what I mean. So I'd, right. she'd probably support you in the council. I'll have to talk to people. Uh, your relationship with Bronze was pretty good, right? He'd probably stick up for you. Um, yeah. You think he's going to be mad about the, the whole faking my death thing? Because. Well, I didn't fake my death. I thought it, it's complicated. Yeah, he kind of like looks at you like fake, faked your death. Like I didn't. Well, like I didn't fake my death. I just didn't come back after I was n- not dead. He kind of gives you one of those looks where he's like, "Okay, uh, like yeah, sure. Like we're just gonna move on from this." Like uh, bronze is a pretty. Uh, pretty like ends oriented sort of guy um probably could be convinced um well listen um you're not in any danger uh right now uh things are bad on coruscant um we need to reconvene share information get reacquainted get everybody on kind of the same page um and then we can prioritize our goals and go from there. Let's start by getting everything we can that's going to be useful out of here. Um, and then we need to go back to the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Uh, just tell me what you want me to do. You got it. Um, well, uh, let's gather around, I guess. Have, a, have us a conversation. Need a debrief. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up And, um, yeah, next week's going to be 
the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, We're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, That's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. So, like, as a group, uh, I'm going to say you guys gathered together. Um, Okay, so... Let's like kind of go through the bits that are are more foundational and like important that like don't need as much role play uh, kind of quickly here. So like, do you guys want to exchange like information broadly about your mission at the Iraqi estate and the what do you want to tell them about the the force objects that you guys found out about and like the ring, the orb, the crown, the staff, um, the dagger? Like, what do you guys want to let them know about? I- yeah, I mean, I want them to know that there are, like, these magic objects that these bad guys are probably looking for. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should tell them about the, the ring, because... <laughs> we have it. We have it, and we're not going to find a safer place to put it yeah. than a bunch of fucking Jedi. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, but we're going to leave the ring for the end, because it feels like that's going to sidetrack the conversation. So we're going <laughs> to we're gonna tell... I mean... Elle isn't because Elle's not really a talking one, but uh, I'm fine with telling them. I'm fine with telling them everything, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I am too. Can I? Can I go up to Akla? Like, hey, do we? Uh, <clears throat> we're gonna tell them about all the crazy shit. Uh, yes, we're going to tell them everything, Rama. Okay. In that case, uh, <clears throat> you should do the one because, uh, you know, I just think you should be the one to talk about it. Okay. Fair enough. Excellent. Um, okay, so I'll just, I'll let you at, like, in your character, like, kind of jump through the conversation to, like, say what you want to say, um, and we'll fill in the gaps kind of just in between there, so. Um, I think, hmm, first of all, um, the first thing I want to, I want to ask about, did you, was there a, a blue Twi'lek that ever showed up at the, at the Jedi Order? Oh yes, a Cecil. She's very lovely, very very nice girl. Uh, uh, she. We had a look at her brain. Um, very good brain. A bit of a hiccup. Uh, <laughs> over a, a memory of hers. Um, we took her to Master uh, Grimwald, and uh, she uh thought very hard about it, and uh, took a look inside her uh, noggin, and uh, what they found was uh, memories that had been suppressed of uh, Sue, uh, the Qatar woman that um, you guys have presumably been dealing with, uh, as well as uh, Oko Valnim and the uh, uh, Trandoshan man um, who they said uh, in this memory, his name was Kazak. Um, and uh, what happened over that period of time is that these three uh, paid Cecil uh, to go to a private dance uh, with them in a uh, VIP room and uh, uh, Sue uh, encouraged and taught uh, Oko how to uh, perform a very powerful uh, mind-altering force magic uh, on Cecil. So that is what happened uh, with, with that. And uh, while uh, so uh, part of uh, that uh, process um, 
you know, memory is kind of a, a finicky uh, thing. Um, we did see in her memory that she had been rooming with a, a, a certain other uh, Twi'lek. Uh, you, Al. Um, also, hi. Good to, good to see you again. I'm also glad that you're not dead. Um, very, very good news. Um, ah. You you seem like you've had a very hard uh, day, so we'll not dwell on that if you do not want to. But it is good to see you alive. Um, right, uh, good to see you too. Glad you're still alive as well. I don't I didn't think you were dead, but because uh, well, I saw you on the. Um, sorry. The your apology uh, is accepted. Um, the force takes us on strange journeys through life and you have never caused me any harm or wrong except depriving me of your wonderful presence for far too long and making me think that you were dead but uh that is water under bridge and uh you are here alive um and you are all safe which is uh top priority as somebody who uh, helped raise all of you <clears throat> Except for you. I did not raise you, but I am also glad that you are safe, Mr. Mandalorian. Um, but your armor does a good good job, so... Uh, the armor raised him. That sounds complicated, and I hope that it was not... That was not in character. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'll say it. Yeah, the armor raised me real good. Uh, it seems like a good parental fig... Uh, what am I doing? Uh... Anyway, Cecil is fine. Um, she's been offered a job at the uh, Jedi Order, which she's uh, been considering um, in our logistics department because she is actually quite clever when it comes to uh, managing resources. So who would have thought that? Uh, in any case, uh, she led us to you and kind of tipped us off. Uh, surprise, uh, Elle's still alive. So, Right. Um, so speaking of being here... Um... Rosie has been kind of our main contact, main source of information for all of this. And um, she gave us first the information about um, something going wrong with some force creatures, some droids going, uh, some malfunctioning. And uh, eventually the reason why we were so unreachable for so long is that we took a trip to the South Pole to um, investigate the estate of Elzarakiad, um, who had been stolen from by Sue and Oko and Kazak. And we went there with the sole purpose of asking him what they had stolen and what he knew. And he let us know about five artifacts of extreme power that it seems the Red Maw is now in uh, search of. And we are in the possession of one, um, the Ring of Crimson Life which is being held by one of Rosie's droids right now. And <laughs> as far as we're aware, the only other one we have any sights on is um, the Orb of the One Mind, which lived inside in the of- the crown of Erebus. Right, yes, yes, yes. Um, the, the Orb of the One Mind, which lived inside of Rosie, and uh, the crown of Erebus, which uh, is now with Sue. And uh, after talking with Veltz, we made our way back here, and here we are. You guys killed Veltz? Uh, we assisted uh, suicide, maybe, would be the best way of saying it. He was on his way out, and we uh, gave him a nudge. This is kind of a suicide v. Antagonizing Jedi sort of situation. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, um, code three six four fifteen in the Jedi Order or something. You should not know that number designation. That's really kind of a problem. We're gonna have to change. That, that. was a that was a joke. What? Um, Maxi says, um, "Oh dear." So, if I understand correctly, there's five extremely powerful force magical objects that were encased on a planet of silver that were uncovered by a murderous industrialist who became a vampire after taking one of the rings and the other object was lodged inside of a hypersentient robot and has now been stolen and the crown makes people's heads pop or allows them to control force beings that possess other people so this is just a mess um yes D just to be right. clear the vampire guy started it this had nothing to do with us okay this so, is his fault, and he's the, dead, which is good. So it's I safe to just say... Just want to say it. Oh, 
sorry. No, it, totally valid. The vampire man seemed very bad. Um, glad that he is dead. Excellent. Good job. Yes. Did you kill Thank him? Thank you. Was it you? Uh, no, I, I, I think that was, uh, I think that was Alcala. I think it was Alcala. burned him. It's a team Al. effort then. We, it was a team effort, yes. Good. Yeah. Very good. Um, right. So, Stomp uh, those ashes, though. Can I show them, like, the ashes on the other side of my boots? <laughs> ah, those are some dirty boots. So, right. So, they have the orb, the crown, and you have the ring. Yes. So, we don't know where the other two objects are. No. And it's safe to say that the crown is the thing that is causing the mass hysteria and the possessions and the purple smoke in the creatures. Yes. Okay. So, some information that you do not know. That, are, that we do, that will help, I think, contextualize this. The Power and Lies District has been completely overrun with purple smoke and people being infested. Things got really out of hand um, about six hours ago, and um, of, like about 20% of the population of the Power and Lies District has been uh, possessed in, and flown into uh, somewhat homicidal rage. Uh, the city itself is, is completely filled with purple mist, and we've evacuated the remaining population um, as soon as we could, um, but it's being quarantined at the moment until we can figure out a better long-term solution. But the whole power and light district is infested uh, and hostile. So that's problem number one. Um, problem number two is in space. Uh, he kind of like looks around at the bodies of the yellow and black uh, fully like heavily armored soldiers and says, Right, the hive. You familiar with the hive? Unfortunately. Yeah, right. they suck. We had some contact when we were collecting the bounty. Okay, so Queen Melaronin has been a thorn in the Jedi Order side for 20, 30 years at this point, before I've even been a qualified Jedi Knight, well before, and is a long-standing leader of an interstellar gang that is themed after eusocial insects, namely bees. They call themselves the Hive, in part because that massive satellite that is currently circling Sentax 2 in the atmosphere is shaped like a, well, a beehive. It's not very subtle, but it is effective theming. That and is so fucking tacky. Sorry, sorry, I'll stop interrupting. I just, um, hey, it's okay. It's been a long day. It's okay. Um, in fact, Max kind of like sits by you and like like puts an arm around you. Just it's okay, you know. Been through it. We'll get through this. Don't uh, worry. I, We're gonna get uh, to the hive. Um, I'm gonna like give him like a side eye and raise my eyebrow. Except he's not gonna tell. <laughs> yeah, he seems completely genuine. Like this doesn't seem like ironic or anything. Like he just seems like oh, like I need to, I need to comfort this man. Um, so uh, still, still hugging Rama. Um, so the satellite around Syntax Two, shaped like that, Queen. Melaronin, from what we can tell, has had her sights on creating some sort of um, highly weaponized, industrialized private army for herself in order to contest the powers of the universe that threaten her existence, namely the Organized Republic and other um, trade conglomerations that keep the galaxy safe, yada yada yada. She has amassed a lot of resources over the past 20 years and apparently is involved with the Red Maw in some sort of deal, as far as we can tell. Um, but nothing has really happened in the atmosphere yet. We've been armed and waiting, but as a civilized society, we don't just shoot satellites out of the atmosphere because there's a lot of people on board, presumably. And it's kind of a big, uh, once you uncork that bottle, it's kind of hard to stop a space battle. So we've been waiting for signs of aggression, um, but most of our militaristic forces are pointed towards the sky. And it now seems like one of these, one or more of these soldiers was involved here with retrieving, I guess, the orb from Rosie. Is that what we're to understand then? Yes. Uh, yes, that's, to my knowledge, the only thing that's here. I don't know what else they would be here for. Right. Um, Mr. Viron, perhaps now's a good time for us to boot up that, um, that data drive that we took off for Bonte and see if there's any parting wisdom upon it. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I got a projector on my arm, but, uh, do you want, like, a bigger one? I don't know. Do you can, I'll, <clears throat> I'll just, I'll just put it in. I'm gonna slide it into my 
hollow communicator and just throw it onto the floor. Uh, yeah, so like you, you plug it into a, uh, a port uh, in your communicator, um, and uh, from it projects a like full-sized hologram of Rosie. Hello. If you're getting this message, it means that I have been destroyed. Which is unfortunate, because I had a lot of things I planned on doing. However, I have prepared this ahead of time to give some parting, uh, wisdom? Knowledge to whoever finds my body. First things first, I'm Rosie, a highly intelligent droid meant to emulate the consciousness of a human being. And with that, I've had my own prerogatives and organization for many years, trying to accomplish my goals. There's a hard cut in the hologram. Right, well I didn't think I'd have to update this message, but things are getting pretty dicey over here, so I thought I'd leave this for you three. Hello gang, I'm being invaded. Uh, and you can hear like gunshots in the background of this hologram. Um, things are looking a bit bad. So, a couple things I'd like to get out of the way. Should I not survive this? First of all, the uh, Razor Crest has been completed, and the repairs are done, and it is at a place called Jackson's Garage in, uh, in 500 Republica. So, if you find this message, that's where your ship is. So, the other thing. I have known the orb inside of me has not been a piece of technology um, for a while, but I don't really know the full extent of what it does, because my creator's a dick, and I don't have access to that sort of information. Here's what's going on, though. I'm being invaded because I made a deal with the Hive. The deal was that, in exchange for a considerable amount of <clears throat> resources and money, I would try to replicate the effect of the Orb of the One Mind. I made this deal without full recognition of what would be at stake should I not be able to replicate it. And I was not able to replicate it, except maybe partially in Monkey. Monkey was the closest I ever got to creating a droid that could act on its own prerogative, but Monkey is still a shy, uh, well, a few notches, I'll say, uh, below me in terms of Sapiens and understanding in a droid sense, it's all very complicated, but Monkey was my closest approximation. So I hope that you'll take care of him. Also, I have equipped him with the same sort of technology that's inside of my body. Should you find the orb, I think that there would be a way to just throw it inside M0. No promises that'll work. I never tried it. I tried to make the uh, updates to him necessary before we left, but you guys got all kind of squirrely about it. So, I'm sorry that I messed up. I would have seen it through to you to the end. But I'm glad that you're not here to get caught up in all this. Uh, you hear like more gunshots and explosions um, to the hologram. Well, be safe. May the force be with you. And the uh, hologram ends. I'm gonna start like pounding on it. There's gotta be more. There's gotta be more. I didn't get to say goodbye. Come on. Fuck your stupid fucking thing, Mister. Get up. Um, you like start fucking with it, and the hologram comes up again for a second. Go. Hello, my name is Rosie. If you found this, it means that Stop! I- Stop! Then turn it off. Yeah. Um, Damn it! I'm gonna pick up another piece of metal. I'm just gonna fucking throw it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Jedi kind of like all stand and say, or I guess Master Cornelius says, well, it seems obvious to me that there's two things on the docket. We need to go to the. We need to uh, go to the hive, get the orb back, do right by Rosie, and we need to go after the Red Maw, take care of Sue, get back the crown. You guys said you had a ring too. Um, it's I, bad news. 
Yeah. Right. It's best kept under extreme protected storage. It's a parasite. Okay. Um, One right. more thing you may want to know about it. Uh, it messes with your mind. It shows you what you want most. Or what you long for. I remember it showed me a... Never mind what it showed me, but uh, be prepared to wallop some mental defenses or uh, handle it with inorganic material. It's the uh, reason why monkeys running around with it. Robot, no blood, no uh, sentience yet. So, just a warning. Uh... Understood. All right, ten four. Don't mess with the ring. Uh, you've got a little guy. Okay. Um, why don't you hold on to it for now until we get to the order? Um, is there anything else you guys want to do in Rosie's garage before you head to the Jedi Order? No. You guys answer first. I'm gonna mull something over. <laughs> Are you sure? Can I look for a hover skateboard again? <laughs> yeah, you can look for a hover skateboard again. Oh Go ahead God. and roll. Uh, you're not under time pressure. Just roll like um, investigation. I don't think I find a hover skateboard. What'd you roll? I got an eight. You don't, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think I think Elle's heart's probably not in it. Yeah, I was just like, I don't even really want it. Like a hover skateboard. It's like whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't want a fucking hover skateboard anyway. It's fine. Um. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm gonna say that like the hologram is the main thing on the data pad, but there's like some more like written documentation stuff on there that like we can figure out a little bit later. Um, but besides that, if you guys don't have anything else to do, um, the Jedi, I, uh, can... yeah, I would just like to, to go over and kneel down next to Rosie's decapitated head and just like bring it up against my helmet and touch it to mine. Like the way you just like touch foreheads with something and, uh, just be like, I, uh, <clears throat> sorry, Rosie, I, uh, for laying you down. That's it. Goodbye. I'm gonna let it down and then can I take some soot or ash from around the battle scene and just cover up the Rose Knight thing. On on your own armor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh sure. Yeah, you can rub the like ash and soot across your uh, like branded, uh, like rose crest on your armor, um, and it you blacken the uh, rose gold symbol on it. I'll uh, I'll wear this again when I deserve to be a rose knight. Uh, one last thing. Uh, can I have some sort of diplomatic community on this mission, guys? I'm gonna stand up and turn around. I uh, don't actually have a bounty hunter's license at the moment, so uh, if I go and shoot shit, that's not like, that's not Jedi business. For me, that's just murder. Like these two and the Jedi, what, what kind of, you get the point. Yeah, Ugale kind of like looks at you, Akala, and just kind of like look, like reads your face for an expression for a second. Um, I think he probably sees me a little hesitant, but I give him a, a little nod. Uh, Ugly looks over at you and says, You keep my students safe. You want to help on mission. We try to save planet. Yeah, you are diplomatically immune. Excellent. I'm going to cock my pistols and reload them. Right, concerning. Scary. Little concerning. Cool. Um, great. So we're can, going. To... Can I pick a monkey? I just want to carry him. Yeah, you just want to hold him. <laughs> he looks. Him. He, he looks. He looks real sad. He's just yeah, like. Yeah, I, I he, want to be there for him. Yeah, he's like stopped like making a bunch. He's like gone like really quiet, which is like atypical for him. And he just like very like quickly like just like kind of like, latches around your neck and just like rests head on your shoulder. Yeah, um, and you guys uh, leave the empty shell that was that was Rosie. 
um, behind in her garage. Uh, you guys get in a set of uh, like transport speeders to uh, the Jedi Temple. Um, the remainder of your wounds are tended to by medical staff. Um, L, uh, you and Cornelius like kind of like uh, he kind of like finds you like a big like roomy robe and just kind of like throws it over you and then you guys kind of like walk in like a side entrance like let's just let's just keep the the vibes quiet for a little bit um yeah i appreciate that yeah it's cool and uh he leads you to uh i think what he does is he he leads you to like where his apartments are like where his mm-hmm. uh quarters are and he has like you know like a, a spare couch um like a guest room um in his Living quarters um, that you guys can stay in. Akala, you have your room. Uh, Rama, you're shown to like. Um, you're basically like put in an empty like Jedi Padawan like room that has like nothing in it besides like a bed <laughs> and a dresser. Um, and you guys are able to take a long rest. Can I clarify? I don't sleep in the guest room. I just like crash on the couch, which I probably have done before, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. coming back from mission, kind of thing. Yeah, there's definitely just kind of like a crash where you want to sort of element. Um, I think your Jedi Master like immediately uh, like takes a shower um, and like it's like definitely like a minute, like more like 40 minutes before he like comes out again and like is in fresh clothes and like brings you some like actual like fitting clothes, um, some towels, like some bedding that he just like throws on the couch um, and leaves you there. Honestly, by the time he comes out of the shower, I am already crashed and asleep. It's been a long day. Word. So he just kind of like throws some blankets on you and like leaves some clothes uh, for you. And then like, uh, I mean, you don't know what happens after that. Um, I made my space dad sad. (laughs) Space dad is sad. (laughs) But space dad is also glad um, because his space lad has come home. Um, I think lad is a great word to describe Elle. Yeah, really is a lot. That's what. That's where you are on the spectrum. We were talking before that's the episode gender. started, having yeah. a deep conversation about gender uh, uh, and spectrum. So, uh, okay. So you guys are all able to take a, take a long rest. Um, is there anything? Uh, you guys just have some downtime a little bit. Um, we're just going to fast forward a little bit through time. So you guys take your long rest. Um, L, you have. Uh, dreamless sleep you are like in that deep deep sleep um you do not get any visits from the bendu this night um, i needed those <laughs> <laughs> um this is what you guys like learn like over breakfast the next morning um l's presence in the jedi order or like i guess like re-emergence as a like rogue jedi um has become known by the members of the council uh, comprised of 13 different Jedi masters that oversee the education and like uh, decision-making of the larger Jedi order, of course, headed by Master Emmy Grimwald. Um, there is going to be a series of interviews and meetings uh, coming up about your status um, as a former Jedi, your current alignment, um, what you've been doing in the meantime, and the decision that the Jedi order is going to have to make about uh, your continued status as a person that's still alive. Um, <laughs> uh, Rama, in the meantime, your ship is is ready. Um, you are able to go and retrieve that whenever it's bought and paid for, um, and you'll have access to a full Razor Crest ship. Um, and uh, Cecil's around. Uh, oh my God. It's so good to see you three again. I'm going to give her a huge hug. Oh, boo-boo, come here. Uh, I am so sorry. I could not keep my mind quiet about you being alive. Yeah, that's it. And I'm sorry about that. That's my fault. That's fine. No, no, you're good. It's Uh, okay? They already figured it out. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Okay, I met your space dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's great, right? Uh, He's, I see where you get it from. Wait, what was that supposed to mean? Oh, you're both great. You're both great. Right, right, right. Uh, how yeah. are you doing? Uh, I think I'm quitting my job as a girl at the club. Um, it's been a crazy kind of like hot two days. Um, got my mind fixed. Uh, 
Oko's a rat bitch who mess with my brain. Uh, and I don't want to be a stripper anymore. And it turns out that the Jedi are looking for uh, people that are good at talking to regular people. Because these, um, no offense, y'all are kind of weird, okay? I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Y'all kind of had a weird growing up, which can make it a little bit troublesome. Facts. Big facts. Huge facts. Sorry. Continue, Cecil. Very polite. I like that. That's good. Um, you, you apologized and said thank you at the same time, it seems like. That was great. Uh, they're weird. That's what I was talking about. The Jedi are weird, <laughs> and they need people like me to help intermediate between regular folks and themselves. So I'm going to be uh, like kind of like a information like officer. I'm going to be leading some group exercises to do some like sensitivity training and uh, it should be great. Uh, so I think I'm going to be working like here now. Which, huh. Oh, um, kind of means I'm, I might be kind of like moving out. Yeah, well, from what I heard, the Power and Lights district is just a, uh, you know, right? Yeah, it's super fucked. <sighs> and honestly, I'm uh, I don't think I don't know how this all is gonna shake out, but I'm not I don't think I'm just going back to what I was doing before, regardless. So yeah, yeah. Let me know how that goes because yeah, we might be like coworkers again. Yeah. Oh, or not? That doesn't have to be. No, no. It's just uh, it's it's just complicated. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad you got your new job. You're you're good at talking to people and stuff. I'm gonna hug her a bit and give her like a little kiss on the top of her head. Um, she kind of like smiles and like still seems very optimistic and says, well, "Great." Um, I'm obviously over my head a little bit. Um, nah, you'll do great. Good. I've got to go meet with some folks. Um, just let me know uh, how things go. Yeah, I'll keep you keep you posted about everything. Hey, I love you. Love you. Always too. gonna be my roommate and my bestie. Proud of you. You're doing great. You're right back at you. Okay, gotta run. Bye bye. Um, and she dips. And you know what? It's been a full day. It's been a full fucking day, and we're gonna end the session for now. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.